ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 47 of the Chris and Andre Show. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. Uh, we're glad you guys joined us this week. Uh, Are we? Okay, no, I take that back. We're glad that you all joined us. Yeah, this week is, it's only Tuesday and it's kicking my butt. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest. It's, um, I mean, this is normally the time of year that I get pretty excited because it's going into like the final stretch towards Christmas. And right. so I'm like figuring out the gifts that I want to get people and I'm all excited to see them open it because at the age of 36, Christmas is as much about seeing other people open stuff as it is about getting anything myself. And I just, I don't know, man. Like I think it's like COVID and everything else that's been going on, but it's just got me feeling like, I just out of it more than anything. Like, you know, I just, I think feeling like, you know, it's not the normal routine for the holiday stuff. And so I think that that's part of it. And I don't know, like we've got, you know, Christmas lights up, we've got Christmas trees up. Um, I can't remember if I told you, but when we came home from the beach for Thanksgiving, like we tried to put our Christmas trees up and Mm -hmm. my 12 year old plastic light up, Christmas tree would not light. <laughs> and so instead of spending literally any time at all diagnosing that hot electrical mess, you bought another one? I trashed it and was like, you know, if I find one this year, okay, cuz cuz here's the other thing. Last year we had three Christmas trees in the house. Which wow. I I know. I know you're you're I appreciate the fact that there wasn't a visible eye roll there. <laughs> because I could I could feel it coming. And I was waiting for it, but it didn't show up, which is really impressive. But that was that was a uh, I blinked. That was and I, I yeah, I but blinked. I mean that was um, that was that was some white people shit blink right there. Yeah, that was that yeah, was, was. Like, that oh. was that's some white people shit, Chris. No, so um, what basically happened? Like I, I've always had the I shouldn't say I've always had for the last several years we've had the fake tree right and. Right just so much easier than dealing with having to go out and buy a new one. As much as I love supporting like the local, you know, Christmas tree farms and stuff like that. Those assholes want to charge you like a hundred dollars for a six foot Christmas tree. I'm sorry. Like, and, and the environment. Yeah. Well, that too. Although I mean, plastic (laughs) Christmas trees, I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) I'm sure that growing the Christmas trees is doing more good for the environment than the plastic Christmas tree Uh, industry is. But fun fact, did you know that North Carolina is the second largest, um, christmas tree grower in the country no who's number one i don't know how is that a fun fact is that even fun what was fun about that fact andre we're we're number two okay so (laughs) i don't know i just know i I just found that interesting i was listening to something on npr and i was like oh that's interesting no and (laughs) the majority of the like the live christmas trees yeah i I did know that north carolina is one of the top producers i didn't know it was specifically number two but that uh i mean that makes sense with all of the christmas tree farms and everything especially up in like Asheville and yeah in fact i think christy mentioned something about that where 
I think she was living in Florida at the time mm-hmm. and, you know, like went to get a Christmas tree and it was like Asheville, you know, North Carolina. <laughs> and she was like, I can't even get away from it in Florida. Like, <laughs> 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 no, I just, I don't know. Okay. So anyways, back to the Christmas tree story. Um, so yeah, so we had the fake tree last year. We decorated my fake tree and then Christy had her eye on Walmart was carrying the six foot black Christmas trees with white lights. And so we happened to be at Walmart. They had one. She was like, oh, my goodness. So we grabbed it. So that was her Christmas tree. That was also our Halloween tree this year. So we put that up early and put like all cool Halloween ornaments on it. Yeah, I know. Again, some white people shit. Um, <laughs> you are like, you are piling on the WPS today. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, come on. Like at this point, I'm just embracing my inner whiteness and outer whiteness. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> this whole story is like, I'm like, wow, he's pretty white. <laughs> so we got the, the black Christmas tree last year. And then Helena was like, well, how come I don't get a Christmas tree? (laughs) And so they had like the little tiny fiber optic ones that are like two feet tall or whatever. So she's got this tiny little white fiber optic Christmas tree in her bedroom that she decorates and she thinks it's adorable. And she also likes it for her nightlight for the the holiday season. So, uh, so yeah, so we have all three. Um, But yeah, so this year when mine crapped out, we did the other two. And then I was like, well, if I find another one, great if i don't i'm not gonna worry about it and then yeah i saw it was walmart again same tree that christy got except i got mine in green with the multicolor lights so right because i am colorblind <laughs> i don't see color huh <laughs> <laughs> for those like, of you that couldn't tell that was a joke <laughs> huh. <laughs> well yeah. So after I sitting here like I don't know where to go from here. I don't Let's know where to go from here. Yeah. Ah. Sports. Let's talk about you uh Carolina getting put up uh a couple spots in the AP poll. Which one? Uh, basketball for no apparent reason. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I, I don't want to talk about the Texas game. No, that's fine. I mean, we don't have to talk about that. Um, I don't, so I will say, I know we're talking about college basketball. I I don't know the whole like the. I think we've talked about this before. I hate early season polls. Yep. What is the point? How do you have any idea which one of these teams is actually good? You can't base it off of recruitings. You can't base it off of returning players. You can't base it off of the head coach. Like you just, I understand that there are certain programs that obviously have built in advantages based on those things, theoretically, but how many five-star recruits come into college and don't turn into anything? I mean, if they sign at NC state, it's all of them. So (laughs) I was, I yeah, I think that, um, I can say the same thing about college basketball. Like I saw the news about state getting, uh, they're going to cancel a couple games and oh, yeah, there's teams. three games now. Um, Cause they had, they had one game that got canceled ahead of time. Then they were able to reschedule another team, um, UMass Lowell or something like that. And then they were supposed to play UConn in this bubbleville tournament. Some 
person yeah. on the state, like in in the state athletic like or the state basketball program. They're not saying it's a player, but it sounds like it maybe one of the graduate assistants or one of the assistant coaches or something like that. One of the one of the extra people, uh, they, there were concerns. It didn't even say like positive tests, but there were concerns. Right. Which to me, it says symptoms, right? Somebody got sick. Um, and so, yeah, so they canceled the UConn game and then they were supposed to play the ACC Big Ten Challenge against Michigan uh, tomorrow night, which has now been postponed. They're going to look to try and reschedule it later this year. But I will say, uh, I don't, I'm going to assume to some degree that it's just because we are in the winter season and because basketball is an indoor sport that you are seeming to have more transmission and more um, games getting shut down than what it felt like we saw in college football. Um, I was looking back on it. NC State's football team, I think, had one game all season that got mm-hmm. rescheduled, and that was the opening week against Virginia Tech. And that was the only thing. They played every other game when they were supposed to play. And I know that that's not even necessarily the majority, but, you know, it's just, I I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about them getting much more college basketball in. I'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I just think it's bad all, all the way around. I, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around it. And I know Carolina is going to probably have a strong season, but. See, and that's the really shitty thing is I'm sitting there going like states actually probably got a decent team this year. Yeah. And I understand that the, you know, if they cancel the season or whatever they'll do like they did in football, where it'll be like this year doesn't count. Everybody gets a free pass. You if you're a fifth year senior, you can come back for another year next year, blah, 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 whatever. But how many kids are ultimately going to do that? You know, I mean, like if if you have it and i know in basketball it's a little different because you only have the right. two rounds but you do have the g league now which has been a little bit more enticing for some guys so i i don't know like i it would just be so fitting if this is like the best team states had in years and we don't get to play hardly any games because of freaking covid-19 <laughs> like that would be so and i'm not trying to make it you know like i know that that's obviously not the point it's not like this is some conspiracy to keep nc state from winning basketball games but you know it's just like that that was so just be in line with NC State shit. <laughs> yeah, I I selfishly I have to say I'm on the fence about it. It's it's no different than anything else. Um but I, I do, you know, for me right now, sports are kind of like, eh, I'll catch it when I'll catch it. And um it was actually pretty good to see state finish eight and three though. Uh yes. I mean <laughs> dude, you're you're telling me like at the beginning of this year. If you'd have told us we'd gone six and six, I'd have been like, that's a great season. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, then we lost Leary, right, in the right. Duke game. And I'm like, season's over, man. They're not winning. Then they went four and two with a backup quarterback. Granted, I think Hawkman and Leary are probably closer in terms of ability, ability. on the field. Yeah. You know, I think Leary's got a better arm, and I think he's a little bit quicker in the decision making, but Hawkman has played a little bit more, and so I think the experience has helped him. I will right. say the main thing, because that dude took so much shit from so many people, probably including me at some point, but <laughs> that guy, I think maybe more than anybody that I saw specifically for state this year, just took like hit after hit after hit and he didn't let it bother him. You know, it was like right. he just got up and he said, all right, I'm coming back and I'm going to try throwing again this next down. I mean, in the at the end of the Georgia Tech game, they had to run time off the clock. They couldn't run the ball to save their lives and they have Hawkman out there throwing Throwing like seven yards downfield. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, 
I mean, it doesn't get, I mean, it's, it's like a, the, it's a weird thing for me, especially with pro sports and some of my plans to kind of get more wrapped into college football that the season's been off and wonky. Um, and I've been trying to, like, I've been seeing some of the trades the Knicks have gotten and I'm like, cool. The season might be good. And I'm like, nope, it's probably not going to be all that, you know, uh, <laughs> And college basketball where it's like, oh, I'm getting kind of excited. But I'm like, yeah, but I really don't want to because it's not – it's it's a passing thing. When you think about it, we're in December. March Madness will be here in no time. Yep. Um, so I, I just don't think it's worth those kids getting sick or, or any of the staff. It's just not worth it to me. It's just like, eh, I'd rather wait a little bit longer. Um and call it a day. Well, and especially, I mean, let's be honest, right? We are right now at the point where beginning of 2021 or mid-2021, we should theoretically have a vaccine that is starting to be rolled out or, right. you know, like almost to the point of being distributed. Um, right. And so, yeah, and you know, like as bad as I know the schools and all of these other entities that are tied to college athletics and everything are hurting for the money, it is one of those where it's like at the same time, I mean, can't we figure out a way to like get through this for just a little bit longer? I mean, I, you know, <laughs> not that the government should be handing out checks, but the government's handing out checks. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me that at no point did anybody sit there and go, is there anything that we can do for college athletics? You know, and I mean, I'm not even saying that it should have been the foremost thought, but just to sit there and say, hey, guys, are we going to let them do this? I mean, or is there something that we could do, some some assistance that we can put in place to help them? I mean, even if it's, you know, I'm not saying handouts. I'm not saying here's here's money that you never have to pay back, but here's a low interest loan that we're going to extend to you so that you have the finances to be able to support what you need at an institutional level over the next two years without having to force these guys to play sports in order to well, do that. Collaboration. Synergy. Thinking outside the box. Raising the bar. Breaking down silos. Shifting the paradigm. Disrupting the market. Business. What pisses me off about like the government handing out checks is the fact that they missed the mark like so big. They, they missed it so huge. Every every article I read about how they mishandle those funds just blows my mind. It just it's dumbfounding how they could miss it so huge. Yeah. So freaking huge. One percent of the companies got twenty-five percent of the funding. A lot of companies got put to the back of the line with no regard. No I, I watch this this news story about a lady in California where they're going or Los Angeles County actually, more specifically, where they're shutting things down for outside dining. And to the right of her restaurant is um a video production company that's got an outside cafeteria for their employees. Mm -hmm. And she's like losing it. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, that sucks. And I I'm on the fence about, well, actually I'm not. I still strongly feel that companies should have enough cash reserves to last tough time. So we're probably 10 months into this and it's not unrealistic for a company to have 12 to 18 months worth of an emergency fund. 
Um, so part of me, yeah, part of me is still kind of cynical about it, <laughs> but at the same time, like the one thing we spent $2.3 million trillion dollars as a country and the people that needed the funding did not get it. Yep. Blows my mind. I mean, I, I I'll be honest. It's not that surprising though. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like you hear that and it all, you just kind of go, well, look at that yet again, <laughs> given the opportunity to do the right thing to help people right. that actually need it. What do we do? We set up a program that basically lets Tom Brady get another million dollars. Right. Because Tom fucking Brady <laughs> needs a million dollars for his supplement company. Yeah. I just, That's... I mean, th the whole thing that they obviously, there two, there's only two ways that you can really look at it, right? They were so stupid in the way that they set it up that they didn't even think, well, multi-million dollar companies that only have five employees are going to or can apply and are, are legally allowed to get this money. And we have nothing in place to stop that from happening. Or you set it up that way on purpose. I mean, those are really the only two options. If you ask me, you either didn't realize how fucking dumb you were or you did it on purpose. So <laughs> I don't know which is worse, honestly, like incompetence or flat out malfeasance. Like, uh, they're running neck and neck. Would I rather have I, a doctor that accidentally cut off the wrong leg or who did it on purpose? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think I'd take my chances with the guy who did it on accident. At least I, he's got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. <laughs> I don't I don't have anything like and I'm a I'm kind of a jerk about this. And I know some people personally that have been laid off and, and some of them are actually, actually one of them is, is a marketer. And um, just to be clear, I'm not undressing. It's just really warm in my yeah, office. Yeah. I was like, I have my like, jacket I, on. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not this that is type low, of this is low. This is as low as it's going. <laughs> all right. I promise. Okay. Um, I took my pants off, but you can't see that. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> when I uh, pull a Jeffrey Tubin, No. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> it just—it just, it just blows my mind. And I—and I get it. Companies are going to have to cut costs. I also think that there's a lot of things when you look at the context of of what went wrong. Employees have set themselves up to get kind of laid off. And let me hear me out before people pass judgment. If the average time somebody stays at a company is less than five years. And people are used to the turnover. It all it automatically means that you may be on that list if you've been there for a year and a half or two years, where they're like, "Oh, they're probably going to leave anyway." There's a lot of things where it's like, just the complexity of the issue doesn't help to find a solution. Um, I guess um, a question that I would have for that is: Do you feel like that is is that done on an individual employee basis where it's looking at their, you know, their work history and saying, wow, after a year and a half, two years, this person is constantly moving on? Or is it done just across the board and saying, on average, this is what it is. And so we're just going to treat everybody like they're average because it's it's a little bit above. That seems really short sighted in the the latter, I guess, you know, like to, to, to not take. I mean, I don't obviously we're, we're using a very generic example here, but. Right. It's, it's a little bit of both. And then you look at what people are making in salary. So you could have some people that get, you know, they kind of make it this cut 
because they're not making enough money. But if there's another cut, they're the first one to go. Yeah. Um, something I've seen the last, I'd say, 11 years is the the college pool has dropped. So it used to be consistently you could hire people right out of the college. That's not the case anymore. Uh, and, and what's weird is that a lot of people are graduating from college, you know? And so what have the, any idea what, what that is caused by? I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I haven't really been able to uh, figure it out, but I can just tell you that that was something that you used to see a lot of. I could almost depend on every like spring right before graduation, you'd get a good, you know, lift in college applicants and anything. Even when we were at E area, I didn't see that. It, there were typically people that were already in the workforce. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me that, you know, there's a lot of things that are changing in our, the, the, the layers of our economy, especially the workforce that COVID is really exposing. You so, know, it's interesting because I'm thinking back to E area specifically and the like small handful of people that I can, that I believe came right out of college, almost mm-hmm. all joined as interns. Not even as like full-time employees, but graduated from college and were having to sign on for internships. That's, that's dirty. And, and all like, um, that's just, that's a dirty business practice. I, I just don't, I don't stand behind that. Yeah. I don't get um, that either. I mean, I, I got into this. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna, I don't understand the idea that you have somebody who's capable of working full time and yet, you know, and, and has the degree that you're saying you want them to have. And yet for some reason you're slotting them into this sub position. Oh, it's the, uh, the BS game of experience, right? Yeah. Well, you can't get experience till you get the job. And if I, if I pay as an intern, I don't have to pay you as much. So it's all a cost cutting measure. Um, it has no real, um, there's no substance in, in, in the decision to do that. I think it's really, that's why I think it's really dirty. Well, and one of the only places I think you can regularly go without experience and get hired is retail. Yeah. You know, or the service industry. And it's like, yep. so then you end up there and then what happens now you're pigeonholed, right? Because, <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, you have experience, but you've only worked retail. You've only worked right. the service industry. That's not what I'm looking for. But I have a degree, right? I have a degree. I was a shift leader, right? I was a manager. I like, I, I was responsible for these things. It's not yet. Yeah, okay. I haven't proven that I can do this job specifically, but if you give me an opportunity. Oh, I'll give you an opportunity as an intern. You're well, going to make yeah. 25% less, right? But, yeah. I mean, so it's, I, I, <laughs> it's a shell game and I think it, it's, I don't know what's causing it, but it's actually, it's going to continue to make the economic divide in this country more, you know, catastrophic if, if we keep going this way. Um, and it's just, I mean, I've been really pondering. I'm like, wow, that's, it's insane. We've, I know we've talked about the intern versus employee thing before, but to see it continue to go on. And then you wonder why do we have so many gig workers? Why are, why is the average tenure at companies dropping down? And why are people upset about the wages they make? And when you, when you pull those things into perspective, you're like, oh crap, this has been going on for a while. And when and how, and if do we get out of this? Nobody knows. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually pretty scary. I think the the outlook on the on the real economy is it's not dismal, but it's it's going to take a lot of work and effort to get out of this. 
A lot um, more than four years. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think and the PP- again, the thing that people just really miss is like, this isn't getting solved immediately here. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to take some bold companies to actually uh, to do something different. Because I, I think that we've probably, oh, I think we've probably actually, we probably killed the whole or some of the entrepreneurial spirit in the country with this last event. I mean, I can relate back to 08 and 09. I was kind of gun shy working for myself after then. I was like, yeah. you know, this, this sucked. <laughs> so. Well, and yeah, I mean, if you're one of those people who was sitting here with a small business, right? And thinking, hey, you know, yeah, I, I got a little bit of money. Maybe I got six months saved up, right? right. You blew through that, right? You, yeah. you sign up for the PPP program, you get denied. You shutter your doors. What I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like, what are you going? You're going to give those people money to say, "Hey, go reopen your business," and they'll say, "Thanks, no thanks." Right. You know, I mean, like, and that's you're right. Like, what you end up doing is completely killing the entrepreneurial drive within this country, and then all anybody wants to do is go work for the big corporation so that they can have a security, they get you know retirement, whatever it is. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's dismal. It can be fixed. Um, it didn't really get fixed in 08, 09, if I'm being honest. Um, because I think that was probably the pivot to, well, I knew what it was. Companies figured out they can do the same job with less people. Yeah. So They were bloated. Yeah. So uh, there was somewhat of a re- revival when you saw companies like Google and Apple with other fun places to work. But when you peek behind the curtain, as we continue to see Don't all the nightmares, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the nightmare scenarios. Yeah. So, and even that's probably less than ten percent of the of the country that can work in a place that's that well funded. So, right? Yeah, I just I, I'm, I don't know. I don't. <clears throat> I don't see it getting much better this time around either. Honestly, like I think we're. We're going to continue to see companies realize that they don't, you know, I mean, it's going to be multifactored where it's like, you're going to, you're going to have the companies that are switching to stuff like AI or whatever kind of to power and replace some people. You're going to have the companies who are switching to remote workers. And so now they're thinking, oh, I can cut costs because I have so-and-so who's living out in bumfuck Idaho and the cost of living is absolutely nothing there. So I can pay them nothing instead of having to pay them to live in San Francisco. Like, right. Yeah, there's going to, I mean, we should definitely. Um, and that's where I think, I mean, because you've been talking about the cities and stuff like, you know, promoting, hey, come live here. That's what I'd be doing. Are you a remote worker? Guess yep. what? We have the highest, high, uh, fastest internet speeds, you know, on average in the country or in the yep. state or whatever it is. We have, you know, one of the lowest costs of living. We have all of these different amenities and facilities in the area that are here to help you as a remote worker have everything that you need at your fingertips. Move to Charlotte, you know? (laughs) Well, not Charlotte, but (laughs) wherever. You know what I mean? Move to West Virginia. (laughs) But yeah, like that's what I'd be doing, you know, sitting here figuring out like how do we become the remote worker hub, you know, like, or a remote worker hub. I, I read this interesting article today and like, the pessimist in me, well, more the realist in me, kind of realized something. We're about to make the economic divide really big. And the, the article was about um, shop at home services and, and 
like grocery delivery services mm-hmm. and how poor people can't access it. They're being left behind. One of the things that are going to happen with once we get out of this whole COVID like uh, era is we are going to have some, you know, blaring gaps of have versus the needy, you know, uh, looking at all the food lines in Texas and Michigan and, and stuff like that, that's not going to go away pretty quickly. And the level of separation in each, you know, economic class is going to probably grow exponentially over the next year or so. So that's just something I've been thinking about. And I think a safe haven would be for people that can identify a service that people need. That's a good safe haven and finding some good mid-sized companies to work for. I wouldn't say that the biggest companies on the block, I would would say a mid-sized company. Well, yeah. I mean, you go to Google, like, yeah, their growth rate at this point is going to be significantly less than what it was over the last 15 years. Right. Right. I mean, E area was the same way you get in early. It grows like crazy. You cash out at the right time. Not a bad deal. Right. But you come in too late (laughs) when the, what do they call it? The phantom stock has already been divvied out and you're just kind of getting chump change and you know, like call it it a day. Yeah. (laughs) Or you could be one of those people that, for whatever reason, thought it was a good idea to invest back into the company <laughs> after they got their phantom stock out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's on Cal- calculators. Calculators they 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 help you do some math. <laughs> so that's yeah. all I can say about that. They do. Speaking about calculators, let's talk about technology. Um. The Max with the M1 processors. Huh. Oh my God. You mean the Mac Pro killers? Oh, <laughs> did you watch any of those videos? I've watched all of them. Oh my God. I mean, Apple it, it, yeah. is flirting with my intentions here. Yeah, they are. They heard you. They've obviously been listening. <laughs> I said, oh, Andre, have <laughs> we got something knew. for you? <laughs> I get giddy every time I watch those uh, those videos. I'm like, that's not even a thing. You can't. You shouldn't be able to do that. The efficiency of these new chips is insane. It. Oh. I mean, to sit there and watch these things, and it's like, yeah, here's my nine or fifteen thousand dollar <laughs> Mac Pro tower versus <laughs> my nine hundred dollar Mac Mini. You know, and and the stuff that I mean, yeah, if you're, you know, Marvel, you're not buying a bunch of Mac minis to do all of your video production on. Right. Right. But if you're Joe Schmo video production company who needs a new thing to freaking edit on, I mean, you can do 4K editing on that. And basically and not in real time, but like. It's not even blinking. No, that's, I mean it, it looks better than the Mac Pro in some of those cases. <laughs> like, and that's that's. I mean, I, you know, it's it's amazing how it seems like they looked at it and they went, okay, we can do all of this stuff that these really expensive ones do while still making a reason for people to need these really expensive ones. You know, like, and 
it's going to look so ridiculously fast that all the people who sat there and said, oh, I don't know, I might have to wait, are instantly going to change their minds and go, fuck that, give me one now. <laughs> I mean, I just happened to be in a situation where I needed one now. Yeah. And I'm like really excited. Now, the problem is I'm still going to write software. Yeah. And I just don't foresee that being like my daily driver. Sure. Um, and I, I can't even like convince myself that's going to be a thing until like maybe something happens and they're like, yeah, we figured this out and, and people in the Linux community start to figure out how to make stuff work. But until then, mm, I'm good. But yeah. I saw the Mac Air, MacBook Air. I'm like the crappy MacBook Air actually is a decent computer. But that's you not think about work. it again, right? Like efficiency, the the heat on those the new chips versus the old ones right i mean that was one of the biggest issues with the old macbook airs was that there was no space in there you had a fan that ran at full rpm 24 7 to open up (laughs) you know safari yeah because you started it up god forbid you try to airplay anything Uh, but yeah i mean like those new ones like the heat and every i mean everything is just exponentially more efficient than what it was before and I, I, it's amazing to me that they were able to keep all this shit under wraps for as long as they were. I mean, w- through all of the, we're breaking off from, uh, you know, Intel and all of this, like that nobody had any idea that this is what it was going to look like when it was done. You know, yeah, that nobody that was out- saw this coming. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, every people were sitting there going, oh, this is, you know, this is the power PC to Intel move all over again. And Mac is going to pay the price for years to come. And nope, it's not looking that way, folks. I'm just saying. So- I will tell you this for any any of the haters out there. Like I had power PCs and I, I love my old uh, risk processors. I thought they were pretty good. And they did, to be honest, back then they ran laps around most like Intel chips. But when Apple needed more power, more speed, and more of the, you know, the glitz that they needed to have for their hardware, they just couldn't produce it. Yeah. And it made sense at that time to go to Intel. Intel was a good run. Yes. But this is like, yo, I I literally watched a MacBook Air beat a MacBook Pro. <laughs> so what happens when they redo the MacBook Pros? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, oh. <laughs> I mean, so literally anybody. So it's they made a good case to buy a, well, actually, I won't say that. Their price points are still too high for the, 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 the barrier to entry into an Apple product is still. Yes going to set you back um if they can figure that piece out god bless them i mean yeah if they if if they could figure out a way to make that to make a a pared down version of that mac mini that was still good for 500 bucks well the so the the base model is 559 or 599 which isn't bad right And, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's still higher than most price points for other. And that's my point, right? So if I want to get, if I'm like, a, I don't know, single mom or college student and just want, want to buy a new Mac, it's kind of pricey. Yeah. A thousand bucks for a laptop. I can't think of a college student buying that. I can't think of most reasonable parents buying their kid a brand new like freaking thousand dollar laptop for college or even school. So, but I tell you what, they're pretty impressive. Like I'm like super stoked. And yours gets here just after Christmas. 
or just before? Yeah. Okay. Just that's between the 29th and the 9th of January. Pretty oddly specific, but (laughs) I'm like, all right, whatever. I've got code I've got to write anyway. So they're doing better than Amazon with their estimated delivery dates lately. Uh, does dude. (sighs) Yeah. But it's okay though. I'm, I think they're great computers. Like, uh, but I, I still may buy when I upgrade my desk, my uh, desktop, I may still buy another, buy a system 76 computer because they're just awesome. Yeah. I I was reading that article too. And that also looks really cool. Um, I, what was it? You sent me the one about uh, Linus Torvald wants, he likes the M ones, but he wants it to run (laughs) Linux. I mean, obviously. Yeah. and you, so, yeah, I think like it'll be really interesting in the next three to five years, right? right? As the Linux community starts working with these and starts developing programming and everything. And then, you know, is it, you do what becomes of like that next generation of Hackintosh, right? Where you're taking Mac esque products and those types of things and then running Linux or running, you know, a, a Mac OS on it or something like that. But, I did see a guy that actually got a version of uh, Windows 10 ARM and to run on the M1, and it ran faster than on a Windows computer. That's surprising. Uh, then I, the same guy or somebody else got a version. Of, I want to say it was Linux Mint mm-hmm. to run, and um, it was pretty good. My thing is, um, no. Like, I, I don't... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> My thing is basically no. Like I personally like to be in the environment that I'm 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 using like a hundred percent. Like I don't I don't like to uh, yeah, you're not you're not wanting to run a virtual machine just so that you can run Linux or so you can run Windows. Right. Yeah. So if I was like a gamer and I wanted a, a gaming PC I'd want a gaming PC. I don't want to like all oh, this game only r- runs on windows and I have to run. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Not going to happen. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that the, all right. So my recommendation is unless you're a developer and you have the cash to burn, I would buy a Mac like right this would be the t- unless you're a, ca- a developer and yeah, have that- cash to burn. So if you are a developer and have cash to burn, buy a Mac. All right, let me wait. Maybe I botched that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. So, <laughs> if with the exception of developers and people that don't have cash, well, how do I want to say this? I don't know. What's what's my recommendation? My recommendation is if you have the cash to burn and you're not a developer, buy a Mac. Got it. Okay. Yeah. If you are not a developer and you have cash to burn, feel free to buy a Mac. But Andre is not recommending Macs for developers of any kind. No, couldn't do it. Unless you're only developer iOS. I was going to say, unless you're strictly an iOS developer. But yeah, yeah, then that would make sense. And that's that's your world. I mean, if that's where you live, then do your thing. But for everybody else, nope. I prefer to live in the real world, Andre. But I did. I did read a couple articles. People have gotten uh, GIMP to work and Inkscape to work. Um, Audacity supposedly works on the uh, new. Supposedly, I don't know if it works. I think it's Big Sur. Not so much the hardware, but I think it's Big Sur. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I think we talked about this before. That Big Sur will black screen my uh, 
What, There's a fix for that. Oh, I, or, I don't. <laughs> I'm not fucking with this shit. <laughs> After the last update, when I had to sit here and figure out how to get Audacity to work again, like, I'm just, you know what? I like my computer. It's fine. It keeps trying to get me to update, like, GarageBand and iMovie to work with Big Sur. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to update to Big Sur, so you don't need to worry about it. Like, just <laughs> just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Oh, man. I don't know, but I'm I'm super stoked. I think when computers do their job and they they just blaze out of the gate, that's exciting. Oh, so come on, you can't you can't say that only about computers. You feel you as long as somebody is doing their job, Andre is excited. Just do your job. It's kind thank of thank you that for works doing out. your job. Yeah, 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 no, don't thank me for doing. Job. <laughs> no, I'm saying, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. This is a sarcastic thank you for doing yeah. your job sports uh i know we already moved on from sports but i would be remiss if i didn't if i didn't just momentarily touch on what the fuck happened in that (laughs) nate robinson logan paul (laughs) boxing match and now mayweather feels like he's gotta go fight for all the black people out there is that what this is like i hate to say it i'm gonna say it yo he got knocked up Yo. Multiple times, dude got knocked down. <laughs> I mean, and boxing is one what? of those sports where you, you know, like, you know, Antonio Brown, right? Like, or um, Tyreek Hill, maybe. Patrick Mahomes. Those guys could probably go play basketball, right? Pick up yeah. basketball, and they'd be okay. They'd probably be pretty good because they're just athletic, right? Boxing yeah. is not a sport. We're simply nope. being athletic. Plays nope. a role. I mean, did you not see the freaking heavyweight dude that won last year? <laughs> yo, he got knocked out, B. I was like, yo. Well, and that's the thing. I, is like, apparently, Logan Paul has been training for, like, months. Like, three years the dude has been training as a boxer. You know, like, training, learning how to box. Nate Robinson was like, six months. I'll get ready for this. And no. Nah, B. Like, he got knocked out. Yo, when I saw a dude laying on the canvas, I was like... Get the freak out of here, yo. I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, you know, he was doing the fish out of water. He's like flapping on the canvas. It's just like, oh, you know, and like, I mean, and see, I'm sitting here because Nate played for the Knicks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's got to hurt a I was upset. I was like, yo, my man, you let Duke Cole cut you But seriously, so now like uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is going to fight him? He's not going to fight. He's going to whip that ass. Well, okay, yeah. Like that's I have no doubt about that. Yeah, and those he won't get any light taps. He's going to No, I mean like real- and and Mayweather's whole thing is like you're not going to hit me. Yeah. You know, like that's he's, his other this is like he's like you're not even going to get close to me, man. Yeah, but Logan Paul's feeling himself. He yeah. is. Obviously, like, I mean, he signed up for a fight with Floyd Mayweather <laughs> Jr. Like, dude, Manny Pacquiao couldn't beat that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, it's like it reminds me back in the days when like Tyson was on the top of the throne and there was I think it was Chris Rock. He was like, "Yeah, I fight him for a million dollars and driving a, a Porsche in a wheelchair." I mean, it's like there's some people you just don't want to get in the ring with yep. and throw hands with. It's yeah. just like what Logan Paul, he's probably, if I were Mayweather, I wouldn't give him any light taps. No, it, there's no reason to fuck with I'd that let, dude. I mean, why, what, why, let, what, what is the I'd benefit? Him, you know, like what I let we, him win. 
I would let Logan Paul wear headgear. Yeah. And still no light taps. Yeah. I w- and even if he even if Mayweather made kids body a, a target, he's gonna be done. Yeah. There's no way. I don't see it going like even though it's an exhibition, there's probably not a lot of money attached to it. I don't see it going past two rounds. Unless Mayweather just wants to play with him. I just wonder like are these guys just that hard up for money right now? Logan Paul is. Well, okay, yeah, yeah but like Nate Robinson? Nate Robinson, like, I think that was an ego play. I don't know what prompted him to get in the ring with that kid, but, you know, he got knocked out. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I, I looked on Twitter, everybody was, like, clowning them. I'm like, yeah, you can't even go anywhere with I that. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, you can't. <sighs> so well, I think, like, Bamani Jones talked about this a little bit, and his whole kind of take on it was, like, I mean, Nate Robinson was probably thinking what most people think when you look at a fight between a white dude and a black dude. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, you're sitting there thinking, "Well, that black guy's gonna kick that white dude's ass." Yo, you know. And Nate Robinson points. was sitting there thinking, "I'm gonna beat this white boy's ass." <laughs> and he got hit a couple times. Was like, "Where the fuck did that white guy go?" <laughs> you know? like, oh, oh, yo, he got like he got. It's like when Sticky Fingers from uh, Onyx got beat up. I'm like, yo, man. You were in Onyx, one of the, the hardest rap groups on the planet, and you got your ass whipped. Like, you can't come back from that. And everybody clowns you after that. Yeah. You just you just cannot. That's like, I, I can't even, I've never, I've never been in that, that position. Where I, no, fortunately, I, I have never, I've never stepped in a real boxing ring. Um, <laughs> and I've never gotten knocked out in a fight. So... So I'm just saying, I never, I've never taken an L. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just like, yo, if, if we're throwing hands, we're throwing hands. Like I don't care how big you are or whatever. But yo, he was, <laughs> dude was laying down <laughs> like he was taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yo, it gets no better than that, yo. It's just like, yo, <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see me, but I'm crying. <laughs> see, and that's just is like I think that's what everybody tuned in for, expecting to see Nate Robinson do to Logan Paul. You know, like everybody wanted to see Logan Paul get his ass knocked out because that dude is obnoxious. I cannot stand that motherfucker. But that was not what even, happened. I don't even know him like that. He's just but... some YouTube punk, you know. But oh, yeah? he's like, I mean, he is uh, not subtly racist on his on his thing which may very well have had something to do with how this whole you know fight card got set up but um yeah i mean the guy's just like he's a fucking asshole is what he is he's just he's one of those youtube assholes who thinks you know because i don't know because i'm logan paul and i go out here and make a fucking complete jackass out of myself and all of my friends that somehow that's cool that i'm famous like I just why we give these people the time of day. That's the shit that really frustrates me. You know, I I don't know, man. Like I it says, the guy who was a huge Blink One Eighty Two fan in high school. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I think it's funny, but but it's like Takashi Six Nine. Like that dude's the same. He's the same fucking joke. I mean, like 
That dude, all he cared about was getting famous. He he knew he was a shitty rapper. Like, he fucking sat there and said that multiple <laughs> times. Where he's like, yo, my rap sucks, but my videos are the bomb. <laughs> I, see, I don't get down with people like that. So it's so for me, it's all foreign, right? So yeah. I But I know who Nate Robinson is. Yeah. Like, but I'll be like. You don't know who Takashi 6 9 is? I do, but, okay. but I don't. But you don't, don't know him because of his rap career. You yeah, know him because know. of somebody that we worked with at the area who wouldn't shut up yeah. about him. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, That's the only reason I knew who that motherfucker was. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about it. Like, it's like Lil Pump. I didn't know who he was until I heard he was like endorsing Donald Trump. Like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about these people. Little Pump, Little, little Pete, Little Bitch, Little Motherfucker, yeah. Little... <laughs> They they are like for me they're nobody. I don't care who they are. I don't know them like that. I got no no bad blood. I'm not starting like internet beef. I'm just saying like I don't know you. So what do I care? You know. So but, hey, I'm little pump. You don't ever talk to little pump like that, man. I'll tell you what. Last person <laughs> I heard say some stupid <laughs> crap like that was your boy Donald Trump. I was gonna say a, was sitting at yeah. a fucking toddler's desk. Man. I swear on my right toe, I would have got up and slapped him in his mouth, man. Like I'm not the one, man. I don't. I just don't. I don't care what your title is. No, but I'm not your child. It's time for politics. So um, I know we didn't even have politics on the list here, but I would be remiss if we because we didn't talk about it at all. There's just so many things going on right now, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on them, but. Fucking Ted Cruz. Oh, I want to go to the Supreme Court. Fucking Texas. So the state of Texas has now filed a lawsuit in Supreme Court against the four battleground states. I just these four states that we really need to win. It's 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 such a coincidence that these are the only four states where rampant Democratic voter fraud occurs. I swear on my right toe, man. Like. No love loss on Ted Cruz. Dude Here's, couldn't defend his wife when Donald Trump saying. insulted that's him. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's all I got to say about this guy. But it's he like, will defend his ass in court. I mean, and I know it's not even defending because they are the process, like they're the ones filing, but it's just like does, you will go to matter. court for this motherfucker and you wouldn't even stand up for your own wife against him. Like, yo, how does, how does Shorty live with this guy? Like, I can't even imagine. If somebody called my wife out of her name, like me hanging out with them and my wife being okay with that, there's no way on God's green earth. No. No way. No. Even if I, it was I, a fucking president of the United States, right? No, I would have I snuffed him. Like straight up, like Donald Trump, I know you talk a lot of crap, but if you said that stuff to my face, I swear on my right toe, I'd knock your ass out. Yeah. Like. Dunzo. Like I wouldn't even think about it, because you, you're—he's nobody. His family, nobody. His kids, nobody. Like that's the stuff where it's like, yo, Cruz, what are you doing, B? I can disagree with your politics all day. Sure. I can call you a fake Christian. I can call you a weekend. You know, I saw a picture of this dude. Like, I guess he had somebody shoot a deer for him because he's too much of a punk. Yo, you come at my man. Get out of it. I, I, I. Uh, I can't even take this guy that seriously because every time I think about him doing some stupid stuff like that, I'm like, yo, but dude called your wife ugly. Yeah. And he did shit. 
You did nothing. But you will gladly fill Rudy Giuliani's shoes now. That that motherfucker's laid up with COVID. Gosh. I I'm I just like it's it hurts sometimes to sit there and read through this stuff and it's not even funny anymore. No, it's, it's not. It's it's pathetic. It's 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 like a I don't know what's lower than pathetic. I I'm with you though. Like this is beyond pathetic. Like this is like your manager threw in the towel because you were getting your ass beat and you're standing in the opposite corner swinging at nobody. You know? Yeah. Like that's what this looks like right now. This is oh my god, are these people sick? Like there's something mentally not right there. That's the only thing I can start to figure is that these people are literally so delusional that they cannot Great. accept facts that do not align with their own beliefs. But I, I don't think it's, here's what I started to conclude. I don't think it's Trump, right? I think it's what they believe he represents. Sure. They believe he represents 72 million people, right? There's now there's an idea okay. about behind him. And if you look at every great dictator that's ever come into, you know, got into a power of, you know, a position of influence in a country or control like uh Castro and whatever, there's an idea behind what they say, regardless of the facts and regardless of what they do. And people are so like intoxicated by that that whatever that is, it's just mind numbing. And it's, it's beyond pathetic. It's like, look, things are wrong. Like what he's doing is wrong for, especially in the United States. How can you say you love this country and stand behind a guy that's trying to rip apart the democratic process in this country? Because what he is telling you is what you want to hear that, that, that there are more people in this country that agree with you than disagree with you. And that the only way that this could have happened is if other people cheated. And that's a, if that is an easier pill for those people to swallow than for them to sit there and consider the fact that 79 to 80 million people sat there and said, nah, the motherfucker you guys voted for is wrong. And not just like wrong like we've been before. Like wrong in so many ways, we can't even believe that you pe- like we're we're sitting here wondering whether or not we can let you be part of this society anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's, like that's I mean, kind of where we're at. And I think for the people that are on the wrong side of that, they're digging their heels in. You know, I mean, like this is like <laughs> it's like Jonestown. You know? Oh, I know, right? But here's I heard that uh, Attorney General Bill Barr was contemplating on uh, stepping down or whatever, right? Sure. I think he I think he waits until the 14th. I think he waits until next Monday. Yeah. Because Trump can't possibly, you know, finagle somebody to take the AG spot without you know, without with that being on the on the docket, yeah. with that being like already in place where the electoral, you know, electoral college has already voted. Right. So, he's going out like a punk because he stood behind dude for so long, but he's trying to save what's you know the remainder of his his life in this country um and i i've actually started to conclude that trump is scared of going to jail there's something he's acting so desperate 
it's only because he's afraid of something. Yeah. Like those are, he's doing things that only a fearful person will do. A person that has no control and they're just fearful. Not a, there's nothing else other than the fact that he's afraid of something. Yeah. And that in and of itself, it's harmless because I think people are going to keep letting him get close to the edge. They don't really care because he's gone and he can't really do anything, but it's also like, yeah, but he may like flip a fuse and be like, ah, screw Iran. Let's yeah. go pick a fight. I mean, the dude literally has the nuclear launch codes. Yeah. And and I'm with you in that I think he's terrified um, because I mean I can't think right I, the closest that you would probably come is let's say you go back to Bill Clinton right impeached for lying Bill Clinton wasn't such a fucking piece of shit that George Bush came in and went well there's literally no way that I could not like i have to do something about what bill clinton did in office right and i don't think we're at that same point here i mean even richard nixon right like ford came in and was like he's beyond nixon exactly that's what i'm saying i mean like this dude is is far beyond nixon i think bill barr probably played him because he he uh announced a special counsel Mm -hmm. which will go beyond the inauguration yeah and could potentially be one of the things that puts trump in jail yeah so the fact that trump like he doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut may have may come back to bite him in the ass. And I, I think that part of what's happening now is that you have people who put themselves, people like Stephen Miller, right? Corey Lewandowski who put themselves in very close positions to Trump who are now recognizing that they're in potentially just as much trouble as he is. And they are more than happy to offer him as a sacrificial lamb. And they're the ones who were saying things like, you should go pardon Michael Flynn, even though that yeah. means that the Senate could then force him to testify against you. Because they didn't tell him that last part. I guarantee it. <laughs> that motherfucker went in there and pardoned him and then went, what do you mean they can make him testify? He just has to plead the fifth, right? And they're like, no, he can't incriminate himself anymore because you just pardoned him for those crimes. But Flynn is... he's. Yeah, I mean, Flynn's also a do-boy. He's He's not going anywhere, but it's like, I just, I I don't know. I feel like at the same time that this dude is obviously like off his rocker, he's got some really terrible counsel. And I mean, he has, like he's has for years now. Like Giuliani, come on. Like Giuliani is so far from like anything publicly known about the guy. It's just pathetic. I don't, I don't get it with Giuliani. Like and when I when I say that, what I mean is that dude was a presidential candidate following 9-11, right? Like yeah. was gonna run against Hillary for the US, for the New York Senate seat. And now he's lying in a hotel bed with his hands down his <laughs> pants on the latest Borat movie. Which was funny though. <laughs> having, you know, makeup or hair dye bleed down his face while he's giving a red faced, you know, rant and lied life filled press conference. And now is laid up in freaking Walter Reed with COVID also, you know, COVID the thing that's not worse than the flu. And yet every single Republican person that gets it immediately is flown to the top hospital in the country, receives the top care and access to treatments that aren't available to the rest of the world. 
but it's not that big a deal, guys. Don't bother wearing your mask. Masks might work. They might not. Yeah, I, I watched Kelly Leffler's uh, debate with uh, the radical liberal. <laughs> God, that was so painful. But I swear on my right toe, like there is something wrong with the infiltration of Donald Trump into the Republican Party. But he did something that was actually pretty good. He exposed the toxic racism that's that permeates throughout that party, whether people want to believe it or not. And this is coming from a person that was actually a registered Republican. Like the voice that's being spoken, like the loudest voice in that group is the ugliest part of that party. Now it doesn't mean that there aren't racist Democrats, but they're not so blatant about their crap. The Republicans have gone way crazy. And then it started watching her talk. She says, we want to keep the American dream. And this chick literally said, freedom of religion, the second amendment. And I was like, the second, the American dream is the second amendment. Is the second amendment? I, I have never wanted anything than to own as many guns as I can. What? It is, it is ridiculous. Like, it's just, I don't get it. Like I, I've been to a couple places throughout the state recently where they're they're not poor parts of the state, but they're it's not Wake County. Yeah, and I see like trailers and like they're not like brand new trailers, but just like old trailers, falling apart, rusted, with a big Trump flag in the front of it. Yep, I've seen, and that is an indicator to me. And then. Like that's the America that we want to keep great. Like, and I don't know that maybe that's their American dream. I don't know, but it doesn't look safe to me. And then secondly, the way this, this part of our country has turned the American flag, in my opinion, into a sign of hate makes me not want to ever fly an American flag. Yeah. I mean, you've basically said at this point, you're racist. If you fly the flag, (laughs) Yep. <laughs> because you side with us. Yep. It looks like a, it, it's almost like when Joe, when president elect Joe Biden says restoring the soul of this country, I think it may carry over to the American flag, which in my mind, and this is tough for me to say, but it's true. I associate the American flag with a swastika. Like I don't associate it with like, you know, 50 States and blood and freedom and, you know, wars anymore. I associate the American flag with swastikas and the the flag the Nazis flew. So good job, Trump. You made America great. So that was painful. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I felt like we kind of needed to get it out of our system a little bit. (laughs) Oh, man. There is a guy on Twitter over the weekend. It just went back and forth. And and I actually had to end the conversation. I was like, hey, you know, great conversation, you know? And it wasn't, he made points. There were a couple of things. I'm like, yeah, that's a fair point. I I don't disagree with you there. But what you're, I mean, he, he made a point about how, um, why are jobs leaving the United States? I'm like, well, look at tax codes. Like you make it on profitable for me to be here and I have to worry about all these tax regulations, I'm probably going to leave. What if hypothetically we had an 
on par like tax rate as other countries. So it wouldn't be so enticing for comp- country, you know, companies to leave the country. That'd be okay. That makes sense. Um, they said, well, you know, remote workers and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, okay. Let's go back to point one tax codes. <laughs> like, you know, let's, let's figure these things out. They're not that complicated. Yeah. Well, immigrants are taking our jobs, which jobs, the jobs we don't want that we are too good to do. Or the ones or that the, you're not qualified for. Or <laughs> the ones the ones that are disappearing, like, I don't know, coal. Yeah, manufacturing. Yeah. But, I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, immigrants are taking our jobs. You know, I, I'd be a doctor if it weren't for all these people from India. Never mind the fact that I didn't even graduate from high school, you know, but I'd be a doctor. <laughs> or, or, if, or go to med school. Right, Let's get exactly. people. See, that's, see, what you're doing there is you're you're oh you're, am i am i perpetuating the problem you're you're following along the lines that that i i can actually sympathize with when that group of people were called deplorables right excusing any level of anything to get them where they want to be at was wrong that was fundamentally wrong let's just pretend like sammy went to college Sure. Went to med school, but can't get a job or whatever. Okay. Or Sammy wanted to go to med school, but he didn't get in because somebody else took his spot. Sure. And his family didn't have enough money to send him out of state. There's a lot of things where it's like, I'm, I'm now very aware of the fact that, and I keep thinking about it every time, because every time I see a uh, diehard Trump supporter, I don't want to conclude that they are deplorable. And that's becoming hard as hell because yeah. they keep doing some, bananas shit i mean especially now like it's really hard now to sit here and feel like people that are still adamantly supporting him honestly understand what it means i mean maybe i'm wrong in this statement but that you don't get what this country is about you don't get the fact that like it's not my way or the highway that's not how we do things it's we vote right you don't like the election guess what i didn't like the election four years ago do you know what I right. didn't do? I didn't sit here and say Donald Trump's not the real president. Donald Trump didn't really win. The only reason he won was because people cheated. Even the whole Russia investigation wasn't so much about were illegal votes cast, but how did Russia manage to potentially influence people to vote a certain way legally? Two different, yeah, two different two things. Two completely different things. Nobody right. was sitting there saying that because people voted for Trump only because maybe they saw some propaganda promoted by Russia that Trump's you know, presidency was any less legitimate or that the vote wasn't legal. You know, we weren't sitting there going, well, let's go back and look through people's Facebook pages, you know, their history. And if they viewed a video on YouTube that talked about a Trump, com- then their vote doesn't count. Like, I mean, fuck, you want to you want to completely wipe out all of the what mail in voting in the battleground states. Again, <laughs> never mind the fact that like Texas, where was your mail in ballot voting total? <laughs> Are we going to wipe out those? Or do we redo the election in Texas because you guys decided to reduce the amount of mail-in drop-off locations? Right. That was illegal, was, right? Yeah. You suppressed yeah. the vote. You so, you use the coronavirus as an excuse to change election laws, which you were legally not allowed to do, according to your own stupid freaking argument. I mean, this is yeah. the stuff where the hypocrisy, the blatant hypocrisy drives me absolutely insane you cannot sit there and argue one thing just because it's your favor and then on the opposite side say, well no it doesn't count there there it doesn't matter but chris here's here's the thing 
And I, I'm going to say a couple of things you've heard me say a couple of times. Okay. There are more reasonable people than crazy ones. Yes. That is a fact. By right? roughly seven to eight million so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep making the guy lose the election over and times. over again, which I do not mind. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like I don't really mind that part. <laughs> there are more reasonable people. Take some, you know, take some, some comfort in knowing that there are more reasonable people. Secondly, it's not a power play anymore. It's about influence. There's that I've, I've been researching this whole uh, minority role thing and it's still, it actually supports my theory. Is that that Tom Cruise movie? <laughs> That's the report. <laughs> oh, the minority report. Sorry. <laughs> look at me with my pop culture reference. <laughs> uh, um, so when you look at all the suppression or laws that can lead to suppression and all these other like, you know, finaglings and how North Carolina was, uh, yeah. said that they had surgical precision it has nothing to do with power. It's just about influence. A sub point to that is when you look at all the senators, McConnell being one of them that don't want to put money back into people's pockets to help them get through this tough time. Most of those senators are from States that actually derive a lot of funds from the federal government. And for them, it has nothing, it has things to do there. It's, it's a switch and bait, right? So it's like, we believe this well, smaller government, but we take 60% of our budget from the federal government, 47% of our budget from the federal government. We believe in states' rights, but we're going to sue another state over the way that they change their election laws. And that would be another sub point. So those things are about influence. Yeah. And I think if we can continue to make sure the, the reasonable people have more of a voice, and they do the right things consistently for a long period of time. States like Georgia will flip. States like Texas will flip. And that that struggle that, that the minority ideology is going to have is going to either lead a lot to leave that way of thinking because it's no longer popular. Right. It's and not I'll a viable that, path to election, right? Yeah. And And you will be, if you want to remain a politician lifelong, you will have that obstacle. And I say that to say this, I watched, uh, I started taking some mental notes on commercials I've seen over the last week, I've seen a lot of LGBTQ commercials, I've seen a lot of interracial commercials, I've seen a lot of um, commercials talking about inner cities where they, like uh, there's a, a DoorDash commercial with a lady from Queens. So there, there are things that are in our society that are gonna push out the minority voice because they're going to become part, they're going to be more and more mainstream where you're not so um, concerned about talking about them. And that's, I think that's going to continue to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? I think you look at even here in North Carolina specifically, right? Like the right. the tone around LGBTQ rights and everything else that's kind of gone on here, you know, over the last several years has changed drastically from where it was 15, 20 years ago. Right. Right. Um, I mean, in 2000, you never would have looked at North Carolina as a place that would be, that really had any Charlotte, Raleigh, any of those places that felt really safe. Right. Right. Um, for people that weren't <laughs> white men, I guess right. <laughs> that's what it really boils down to. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I, I am with you and I guess, and, or at least I am hopeful, right. That we are going to continue to kind of su- suppress, it's not the right word, but 
to show the fact that that is not where the majority of this country sits, right? Without those ideologies. And that, you know, it, it is more about, I think, people like yourself who, you know, are, you know, who have their religious beliefs, right? But understand that it doesn't mean that we impose that on everybody, you know? Right. That, like, religious freedom doesn't just mean that I get to practice my religion, that it everybody has a right to believe what it is that they want to believe and to live their oh, life. The hypocrisy in that, oh, the hypocrisy on that one just, it makes my <laughs> blood boil. Yeah. And it's like, I wish people understood that it's like, yes, separation of church and state. Got it. We don't have a, a, a national religion. We don't right. have state religions. I let's move on. Like, let's, let's move. Let's that's what that means. That specific <laughs> point. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. not what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Religious freedoms. And, uh, yeah. But the two, it's not mutually exclusive. Right. It's just, yes, you can go to church, but at the same time, you have to be a, as a Christian or even a Muslim or even a Jewish person or whatever. Most, most religions will say that you are responsible to commit and help the common good. So spreading coronavirus would go against that, that fundamental thing that most modern religions actually want you to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking of at least like two or three different sins that that pretty much just flies directly in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, and it, it just bothers me. And it's like, you know, and, and it's like, People weaponize the Bible, and I cannot, and I will not wrap my head around that. It's like you got to, you got to stop with that crap. And I and I'm and I see people. Oh, I'm gonna pray for the president. Please do, but you cannot der derive the will of God on without including the entirety of the situation well, but what is it jenna de ellis uh the one of the trump team uh defendants or lawyers or whatever uh Who said got that, COVID? yeah yeah but what didn't she say that jesus wanted her to prove that trump won the election or some crap like that? God. <laughs> i mean it's like this is this is where we kind of find ourselves now right is these people <laughs> who are literally embracing religion simply as an influence play that they there is no real belief behind any of that you know and how it's not even wise to say that jesus wants me to prove that tell me how how did you come up sure i i believe i and this could be a whole other podcast because but it's yeah. but it's going to be but i do believe that people are guided by god sure. I, I firmly believe that but i can't say that God would have me do something that's contrary to the word of God in good faith. Right. And that's why I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep in that, yep. but I'm going to, I'm going to say it plain and simple. Yes, I do believe that, but no, I don't think he'd say go rob a bank. Well, and I'm also pretty sure that God is not, and nor Jesus was really much of the lesser of two evils kind of guy. No, you know, totally it wasn't not. like, yeah, they're both bad, but Trump's the good one of the two bad <laughs> ones. Right. You know, like that's it's not a we, we are called we are called to the here. Here's like here's how I look at politics like and I, I personally struggled with my faith and my politics for a long time. And then I came to one simple conclusion. Well, 
if the actions of the person consistently are in a, a, a good light, I can support that. I'm never going to all the time agree on the politics. That's, that's, that's okay. But by their actions, I can also determine what type of person this person is. Doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I've got a checklist of things. I just say in general, right? Yeah. And if I look at both President-elect Biden and the other guy, even with Hillary Clinton and the other guy, that Hillary Clinton and the other guy, I just couldn't, I wasn't down with that. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't trust her. President-elect Biden and, uh, and I should call her Secretary of State uh, Clinton, or is she a senator? Senator, yeah. Show some respect. And the other guy. This guy has shown a life, and you can see by his actions, whether it's going to mass, whether it's, you know, trying to, being able to acknowledge that he was wrong in some things. And I'm probably not keeping his word about trying to have a diverse cabinet even with the flack he's getting from the progressives, which blows my mind. Yeah. Well, uh, they were never going to be happy. Let's be honest. I, I mean, this is, we are, we are like right back in the point now where we're letting all of the loud voices on the extremes shout things at everybody else and, and tell us what it is that we're supposed to be doing and how everything we're doing is so wrong. And, and I, I've learned this about president elect Biden. This guy knows something most other people do not know. And his, his moral compass, his guiding light in his life. And, and you can argue, well, it took him three times to become president. Okay. I'll give you that. But I'll tell you what, in this moment, at this time, he's taking those disappointments. He's taking life and he's bundled them up into a path that has been successful from coming from the very back of the pack and yes, he did have some help in South Carolina. And yes, but also he did say, well, Iowa is not reflective of the entire country. Right. So I will say this. I can trust at some level that he is the right person for this moment in time for this country. And I'm confident in his ability to, number one, keep his word. Number two, to stay as a leader to stay focused on the objective and not get distracted by the noise to forge ahead to accomplish things. And I, I can say from what I've seen in the uh, primaries, what I, even in the debates, how he was able to stay focused, even how he's carried himself and everybody's like, he should be out there on the campaign trails. I'm like, no, I think he's done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And you can play the tapes. I I was one of the first people to say, no, nah, I think he's... You were. I sat here and criticized him. I said, where's <laughs> Biden? And he said, why would he need to say anything right now? He's not an elected official, which is literally the yeah. words that came out of his mouth, not like a week later or two weeks later. Yeah. I'm not, I do not hold an elected office. I, I don't play a role in this, but please believe me, and I'll share it when the time is right, that we're working on a plan. Yeah. Oh, and guess what? And I- Motherfucker had a plan. It wasn't two <laughs> weeks later, here's going to be my health care plan yeah i'm just saying there's there are things that make me feel more confident not that everything's going to get fixed yeah i but we'll get we'll get on a better path i agree you know like i'm with you there absolutely it's um it can be a little it is like i think it's hard for me not to feel disheartened sometimes when oh crap the third thing oh go ahead hardest and i've said this a million times the hardest thing we have to do 
is let Trump talk. Yeah, it is. That is the hardest thing. Him and his surrogates, you know, because it does often feel like it's just giving them a platform to spread more lies. And, you know, that ultimately, uh, I guess part of my fear and what I think a lot of people fear is that it is emboldening more of the people that are... I guess, I mean, I'll be honest, like, I, I worry that people are going to result, turn to violence at some point here. Can you think, do you remember one of the, um, so whether it was school or, or business, can you think of like a really popular person that seemed to have it all going on? Let's say school, okay. high school, yeah, college, sure. right? Uh, you probably bumped into them later on in life. How are they doing? I mean, okay, but not, you know. There we go. That's that's Donald Trump. He's going to be that kid in high school where everybody's like, oh, everybody's listening to him, blah, 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 blah. But we all know he's a douche, right? We all we all know that. When, his, when he's out of the limelight and people aren't having to pay attention to him, like or he's not being pushed in front of your face, even his supporters, the ones that aren't really that diehard, they're going to move on. Yeah. They'll find the next demigod. To... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, this guy literally, like, I think he's one of the things he may be afraid of. And I heard a, a, a journalist say this. He's afraid of being alone from according to sources. He's afraid of not being in the limelight. And that's OK. I just think personally, the guy, he's acting like desperate. Yeah. And that is telling of where his mind is, in my opinion. And desperate people do desperate things for des desperate reasons. And typically none of them are good. So he will fall and fail all by him himself. So he better. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I think the next thing we're going to hear from him basically after all, he gets out of office, he's probably going to be in court a lot. I hope so. I would love to see him defend himself in court. <laughs> And I mean, because, you know, a, a judge would have to sit there and say, Mr. Trump, I do not advise this. And he'd be like, I have the best words, the biggest. <laughs> I am a genius. I have all the words. I have like the highest IQ. Um, yeah. Yeah, but he's ghost, man. He like, is. No, I mean, like I. Over 2000 Americans have died. Yeah. Over the last two weeks. My family personally has had a couple of family members pass away. Like, and I don't talk about it, but it's like, but they're not in the this country. One actually passed away in California. And it's just the, as an American, I can only say, where is, first of all, governors have done a better job than the president. Like the president's job is to look at the entire well-being of the country not that he or she may fix it but at least acknowledge it. it at least provide support to those that are in need and he's epically failed i remember all the times where he would criticize president obama for playing golf he surpassed his golf game in like the first two years yeah and it's he, he talks about all the executive orders he surpassed executive orders that was i love somebody made the point if Trump really thought he'd he'd lost this election unfairly, would he still be playing golf every weekend? 
wouldn't he be a little bit more focused on actually trying to prove the fact that he lost this election and not just out there smacking the white balls around the links? Oh, grifter going to grift. Grifter going to grift. <laughs> it's true. That's all he knows that's... how to do. I mean, but that's tr- that's it. Like, I mean, that's why he started campaigning in in 2016. Yo, you know? but do lost a Billy. He did. And has nothing to show for it. No. It it's it's just but now he's going to stock a pile a whole bunch of money in his super PAC and then he's going to yeah. go live in Russia or somewhere. I think maybe what if he's scared of Putin? <coughs> yeah, I mean um because that if he's be not weird. president like what are you going to do, right? You're yeah. going to go over there and then Putin's going to be like <laughs> Hey, Donnie. What if, yeah. What if he made a deal with Putin and he didn't come through? Ooh, conspiracy. He better not go to Russia. Or yeah. Drink tea I mean, or whatever I, it is that the Russians keep poisoning all of their scientists <laughs> with. Yeah, you better check those cups at Mar-a-Lago. Seriously. I mean, no, I mean, like that dude, I, well, I can't imagine he doesn't leave the country. I can't. I don't think that's going to happen. He's a target. But I, but I, okay. So I feel like he's a target either way, right? I mean, he's a target. Okay. Maybe his life is in danger if he leaves the country, but his, his like freedom (laughs) is potentially (laughs) in danger if he stays. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be really interesting, I think, to see what happens over the next few years. I will be, I will say this I will be summarily disappointed if, I can't even say that. I really can't as much as I want to. It'll be a little disappointing to me if Joe Biden comes in and says, look, I know you guys don't want to hear this, but I'm going to pardon him. I don't think you will. I'm not doing this thing where we're dragging the past president through the mud. I want us all to move forward. And I'm just I'm going to pull a Gerald Ford and I'm going to say that we're not digging into this. But nope. I mean, I'm not saying that I think he will. I'm saying I would be disappointed. No, it ain't going to happen. You know, why? but at the same time, I would also kind of understand it. But. Go ahead. I think Biden's going to let the chips fall where they may. So you think he's going to take a much more hands-off approach with that? He's not going to be sitting there like pushing, but he's going to say, yeah, Justice Department, you do what you want to do. That's exactly. He said it twice. He goes, it's not my Justice Department. It's the People's Justice Department. So I think low-key, he was kind of like, go go get him. (laughs) I will say it will be really nice to have a president that doesn't treat the government like his own personal piggy bank slash yeah. you know do boys um because that has been I mean, extremely irritating you know you look oh, at all the people that he has put in place through all the different levels and i mean even now like at the pentagon with the whole business you know defense board and everything that got wiped out and they stuck fucking Lou Downsky on there oh. um you know and it's like ultimately do i think that something like extremely bad happens because of that no but it's just it's like it's at the same time it's just like dude can you just fucking stop like you lost it's over we don't want to deal with this anymore stop trying to make it worse like why do you have to try to make everything worse for everybody because you're such a miserable (laughs) little piece of shit that's why because he wants people to talk about him that's how i mean yeah because if he wasn't doing anything nobody would be saying anything about him yeah nobody right Nobody cares about him. That's and that's probably breaking his like his psyche. Like I think he's just think about it. Dude had that forty six minute video done privately so nobody could like be yeah. there. 
He's hiding out, yo. I, I, I okay. So I will say this. I am actually really looking forward to like 10 years from now. The all of the documentaries, all of the oh. behind the scenes, oh, I can't all wait. of the tell all books, everything that comes out that will literally like that he's not getting any money for and that aren't coming from the people that were actually like benefiting from it at all, but are just being done by people that are like, no, we have to tell this freaking story. Like this is literally the most insane president we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, William Henry Harrison who was president for 32 days was a better president than Donald Trump. I'll oh, be, I, I will say this. I've been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> he definitely like when he, when I realized I'm like, yo, he's going to go down worse than Nixon. Yeah. Like literally, like there's no coming back from the stuff he's done. Here's there's what no. I really, uh, here's what I envision, right? Uh, was it the 20th is the inauguration? So that's the day yeah. that he has to move out, right? And the 21st, Biden moves in. Yeah. Biden's team goes into the White House or into the Oval Office, you know, to get everything set up for him. And there's literally just like, like bugs planted <laughs> all over the, but not even like literally just like a tape recorder that's running inside of the desk, you know, or like, like a, like that giant boom mic stand is like tucked <laughs> behind the flag or, so, you know, like, some real like he's trying to bug the Oval Office and the Secret Service is like, dude, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, like that's the thing where they'd be sitting there watching him do it, like, you can't do that, sir. Don't <laughs> don't look at me. Turn your back. I'm the president. You have to listen to me. Turn your back. I no peeking. He's a piece of crap, yo. He's like, it's so like I said before, it's not even funny anymore. It's just pathetic. Yeah. And it's like, yo, man, that's how you're gonna go out. It All couldn't right. have happened to a nicer guy. Yeah, that's you know? how, that's your sunset. This is uh, he, he. This is exactly what he has deserved. This is what he brought all upon himself. Because you know, like I hate to say it, but he didn't have to fuck everything up. No, he's actually, believe it or not, he's actually done some good things some things that have happened while he's been in office have not no, let been, me yeah, yeah. let me correct let me correct because it's hard sometimes because i do the same thing where it's like you you attribute it to him but it some really things wasn't have, yeah some things happened in his administration that are okay and i and i was talking to uh tetchy about this and she was you know she had an argument with somebody that's a trump supporter at work yeah and she like slayed the guy i was like gosh you should have recorded that for me yeah right um <laughs> and um like literally she asked the guy, so what has Trump done? He goes, well, he's done things. I've got a website. She goes, no, if you know, tell me. I was like, yo, that's my girl. Yeah. But I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, well, let's, let's be fair. And the difference, and this is hard for me to say. That's yep. not, I didn't, that's not hard. I, I understand why I did not vote for president Obama because I couldn't, I just didn't nothing against him. Just not stuff. I was really on board with. Yeah. But I'll tell you this, President Obama got things done. Like, I don't know, actual laws that were passed where he actually went back and said, hey. The Affordable I want, Care Act. Yeah. I want to get this law enacted. And he talked to Congress and, he, you know, him and, and President-elect Biden got it done. I'm trying to think in my mind what Donald Trump actually got done. Yes, there were bills that he didn't veto. 
but there's nothing that he actually got the Republicans to do that for everything holy. And they missed this. They freaking missed this. Maybe they were too chicken shit is scared of Donald Trump to actually put something in place that they can say, no, we really accomplished this. Yeah. Something, right? I mean, every single president that comes in has a key piece of legislation that they're looking to pass, right? I mean, it was it was the Affordable Care Act, right? Um, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to go back and look under Bush, but I know that there. I mean, tax cuts and stuff like that, right? Like right. that's usually a huge part of it. And yeah, Trump had his. Oh, we've got our big corporate tax cut, and everybody in America until next year is going to get a great tax break. It, it was an executive order. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. It wasn't even a piece of legislation, ultimately, right? And nothing, nothing that he has not spearheaded any effort over the last four years to accomplish anything. That's where I think I just don't understand how people can so blindly side with him. You know, like I get it. You want to, you want to be on the side of conservatism and you want to be on the side of, you know, certain Republicans that are in office that are doing things or you feel like you're writing good legislation. Sure. But what does Trump have to do with that other than the fact that he signed his name at the bottom once they gave it to him? Right. I mean, my kid can do that. My seven year old. Yeah. <laughs> he's got I haven't sh- done that in a while. So <laughs> uh, he's got to show it around like, oh, look, I signed it. I signed look, it, mommy. Look at look at my signature. I even spelled it right this time. <laughs> I got the smiley face inside the yo. <laughs> it's just crazy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you hung in there with us. It's been another um great week and we weren't going to talk about let's see we don't really have we have like a list of things that we probably as we're talking or hanging out throughout the week texting blah 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 we may like talk about politics was not on it i think we're exhausted yeah a and little bit be- <laughs> i think it's because it's just not fun anymore like it's not funny anymore it's like i don't know what's below pathetic i'm have to look that word up well, and I, you know, I think part of it also is that we're, we are in this transition period here, right? Where yeah. we're waiting for the end of one administration and the beginning of the next. We are excited about the things that we're seeing so far from the, you know, President-elect Biden and President, uh, or Vice President-elect Harris in terms of who they're putting in place and the things that they are focusing on, Um you know, I am incredibly excited to have somebody that I don't feel like is going to be a constant embarrassment um, on a <laughs> global scale um, and somebody that I think, you know, will actually work to make things better for the majority of Americans, not somebody who's out for himself, not somebody who's out to line the pockets of the people who got him there. Like the dude has been there long enough. He's I, I feel like he is trying to identify the best people for these roles. He knows that he needs to surround himself with smart, capable individuals, not yes boys or yes men or, you know, these people who are just going to do whatever it is that he wants. And that's what we have missed so greatly over the last four years is yeah. any kind of real check and balance in that executive branch. But to be fair. To be fair, this is something I, I have to keep reminding myself. On on a daily basis, what Governor Cooper decides affects my life more so than the president. Yes. And if I'm being honest, that's one reason why I didn't vote for either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump in right. 2016. Yeah, and because ultimately you looked at it and went, well, 
sure, I could vote for one of them, but is it actually going to make a difference in my life over the next four years? Not really. And for me this time around, and and to echo some of what Chris said, yeah, we're as a country, we're so far off the, we don't have to check on the federal government every day path that it was important to vote for the president. And granted in our state, North Carolina, it still went to uh, the other guy, but we at least know where, which counties I can't go to. Hey, we were <laughs> so, a lot closer this time. Yeah, we were a lot closer. I kept we're hoping getting, we were going to pull it out, but that's okay. So maybe, I mean, it could, I mean, if you think about it, and I, I can't, I want to say two things. I, I know, whatever, but you brought up politics. I did. God bless Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Seriously. And that, the work she did, and I know Stacey Abrams doesn't listen to our podcast. You don't know that. Well, Stacey Abrams, if you listen to our podcast, this is from me to you. The work you and your team and how you built a coalition to get more people to vote and to flip Georgia for either party is super important because it's not about how many television ads you can get out there. It's about educating people. It's about you know trying to get people on the ballot that are going to actually represent them and their needs for their family or themselves in the future. And the work you did there should be a framework for how politics should work. And the second part to that is for all the like progressives, and I, I don't use this term in a derogatory way. It's just like, I don't know what it means, but I can just kind of, I'm going to generalize just this one time. If the path you feel the country is not the path you feel the country's going on is not what you envision. Copy and paste from what Stacey Abrams did. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys have proven with Bernie Sanders twice. You really don't need the, the funding of the DNC. And if the platform is not the platform for you, make your own. So, you know, hats off to Stacey Abrams. And I don't, and again, I'm not like, on either side of the fence. I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm always in the middle of the fence on some things. I'm very fiscally con not, I'm not even fiscally conservative anymore because I'm starting to see, we were talking about PPP earlier. <laughs> Are there, there any fiscal conservatives left in the government? <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I don't think, think so, so. Right. Like that's what it boils down to is that this, this it's a joke. These labels but, that they place on each other or, or and on themselves. It's such a joke, but spend wisely. Yeah. Right? Spend efficiently. Yeah. Like spend, spend where it's going to make sense, where it's going to actually help. Yeah. Uh, You know, my wife gets mad all the time. She says, how does the United States, she's an immigrant, spend so much money in the military, but healthcare, you don't. And I'm like, I don't have an answer. (laughs) I, I really don't. Like, I understand we need to have, I, I do believe in a, a fully funded military. Yes. Not just for equipment, but for the men and women that serve. Yes. Because I think it's an embarrassment that we have service members that are on food stamps in our United States military. And if you didn't know that, that is a freaking thing. And it pisses me off. I think it's an embarrassment that our men and women in the military pay for freaking health insurance. That pisses me off. Yeah. But I also believe that, we can spend wisely 
we don't have to, you know, like it, it shouldn't always be about equipment. It should be about people also. Yeah. Not just the military, but also for our country. And I'm not saying if you work in the health industry, you should lose your job. You know, I'm just saying like, it doesn't make sense that I actually believe in the sentiment that healthcare is a human right and it shouldn't be a luxury. How do we get there? I don't know, yeah. but I think it's something important we should do. And I, I don't, I don't have an, I don't have a solve for that argument. I do believe that it does kind of piss me off when I go to, you know, like back in the days you go to like an insurance company or a bank, they always had nicer furniture than you. Yeah. <laughs> and I know for insurance, it's like, especially car insurance, I pay them every month or every six months and I don't get into an accident. What are they doing with my money? Yeah. And then you, the one time you do get into an accident, they're like, well, now we have to raise your rates. What the fuck was I paying yeah. all this money for all this other time? <laughs> Yo, put you know? 20% of that in like a buffer account, just the just in case account. I mean, so like, why can't I take out a personal loan to pay for the, you know, damage to my car right. and the other person? Oh, because you might not be able to get that loan. Well, I just... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole other topic that we could totally go down if we wanted to Gosh. turn to insurance companies next week. But God, well, I know I wanted to talk about movies with you. Because I know we didn't even lo- get a chance to do that. Oh, there's a week. lot of good. There's a lot of good movie stuff. Like, so I'm gonna put this on my brain. Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out on HBO Max, and so is the entire 2021 slate of uh, Warner Brother movies. Yep, and AMC that's is losing dope. their shit about it. Oh, the movie man. theater chain, not the television channel. I I hope they I hope they break the theaters. But the downside to that could be like what happens with big blockbusters. Yeah. I think I you know it's like so many Netflix I think started to break that model already, right? Because you could release stuff on Netflix and it wasn't about necessarily like the box office numbers and everything. Then it becomes all about the awards. Subscribers. Subscribers and yeah, and all of that stuff. So um yeah i think i know we even talked about like this being a dedicated pop culture episode and we certainly didn't do that but maybe next week it's your fault yeah it is i mean i put a bunch of non-pop culture stuff on there so and then i brought up politics i know and i and you know i was like sitting on that i was like oh i can talk about and And chris is like politics and andre's like fuck (laughs) (laughs) but i'm glad we got to talk about the uh mac m1 series like Seriously, guys, if you haven't, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube. If you're looking for a new computer and you're not a developer, that should be the next thing you buy. Seriously. And hopefully, I know um, nobody at Apple is listening to me, Mr. Cook, if you are listening, if you guys can get a computer that's like three, 400 bucks, game changer. Doesn't have to be a laptop. No, no, it can be a desktop all day long. Yeah. Three, four hundred bucks, you guys with what you're doing will well then you have to be careful because it'll be a monopoly. Um figure something out. Yeah, you can, figure it out and get back to us. <laughs> you guys are financing. You have well, a finance. We came center. up with the solution. You just have to figure <laughs> out how to get there, okay? My first the first brand new Mac I bought, this was like ninety something. I think it was eighteen hundred dollars. In the nineties, yeah, 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 it was. It was like eighteen or nineteen hundred dollars. Wow, good times. (laughs) 
and they've just got more and more expensive. Yep. But anyway, again, we're glad you guys joined us. Um, you can always catch us at Chris and uh, the Chris and Andre show. Oh crap. <laughs> Where can they find us, Andre? <laughs> I don't even. You can at find Chris us. And at... I... Yeah. No, okay. Well, now you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was going to go to the email. Yeah. You can always send us an email at the Chris and Andre show at gmail.com. Find us our, find us on our website at Chris and Andre show.com. Uh, Spotify, Pandora, tune in Google pod or Google music, uh, Apple podcast and something else. Pandora. Pandora. <laughs> Did you say, say tune in? I think you might have said tune in. I, I did say tune in. Yeah. Wherever you're listening, that's where we are. Yeah, and if we yeah, the list is getting too long and and I can't remember it all. I'm getting old. But um if and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> when I say we, I kind of mean me. Um Yeah, I basically gave up on like the Facebook and the uh Instagram pages at this point so almost everything is on twitter and everything that is posted on twitter is from andre and then you will see my replies from my personal account <laughs> to andre so that's how you know that it's andre because i'm or i will tag our show in it but i'm really just tagging andre this is like <laughs> that's where we do our communication now so it's actually public for people to see the shit that we're talking instead of it <laughs> yeah. all just being in like email and google mail or google news uh yeah feeds, google news rocks it is anyway we're glad you joined us as always. Um, man, I just want to talk a little bit more. Though. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when I show up like an hour late. Sarah, yeah. it's almost eight o'clock and we still yeah. keep going. Yeah, this is going to exercise. I'm not exercising. Now. But anyway, as always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.